0: The Out of Bounds show is powered by the
2: award-winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi.
3: Good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, Uh, driven by the Ram trucks, Jeep Wranglers, Jeep Grand Cherokees, Mac Hike in Flowwood, MacHikeFlowwood.com. That is MacHikeFlowwood.com for your next pre owned or new truck or SUV. Mac Hike in Flowood. They're right by Rick's Pro Truck. Also, the show is brought to you by Sound and Communications. They provide leading edge audio visual for churches, businesses, and Sports facilities, soundcom, com. We welcome in Mike Dettelier, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. Mike D joins us on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Uh, Mike, coming out of the spring, uh, I know we, we'll still have a month of practice in August. Uh, who's the guy for LSU at the quarterback position right now?
2: I think if if you had to take the snaps today, it's Miles Vernon. Uh, I think he's he was the more consistent of all the quarterbacks uh, in the spring. Um, the surprise, I think, to everyone was how well Garrett Nussm- uh, I did. Uh, Garrett really, really did a great job uh, this spring. Um, he was uh, quick with the delivery. He was not so much the gunslinger like we had saw a year ago. And he was much more careful with the football. And so he was the surprise, uh, to be honest with you. And then you certainly have another style quarterback in Jalen Daniels who, um, you know, LSU's never had a quarterback that could run the ball with that type of athletic ability like Daniels has. He was a little inconsistent throwing the football. And just what I noticed is that on every pass that he missed, he seemed to be somewhat falling back. Um uh, he wasn't planting his feet and going through the basically the progression of the throw. He was just sort of arm throwing it. And that's what having sailed some. But I think if you took the snap to more, it's Brennan.
3: Mike Detailier on the Out of Bounds show. What do you think is uh I mean you pull uh, eh, Tennessee, and you always play Florida. Uh, Florida State is okay, but what do you think is realistic for Brian Kelly's first year in Baton Rouge, Mike?
2: For LSU fans, they want double digits. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think realistically, if he could get to nine wins, I, I think that would be something I think they could, they could live with. Now, you've had basically – Five hundred seasons back to back years, um, you know, so I think that eight to nine wins would be sort of what you're looking at. and also Tubal, is how you would lose those games because I think that was the frustration here was uh, and everybody's distracted about something, but good gracious, uh, the way you played against UCLA, Uh, You didn't play well at all. You didn't look like you were prepared for the Bruins. You got, you know, you got beat soundly uh, in that opening game. And then, you know, middle of the season, Kentucky, where you got overwhelmed uh, by the the Wildcats, just overwhelmed by them. It was the way they lost, uh, I think, that really sort of sat bad. Uh, with LSU fans and people who cut those checks to LSU and that's why Ed was gone. Uh I thought they played pretty well down the stretch. They had a chance to win against uh Alabama and and didn't put it away. And um overtime against Arkansas. You know, and but you know they beat A and M late, you know. So I mean it was a crazy ride, uh, last year. It really was. Uh because I think really Ed thought that they could get off to a fast start out on the West Coast against UCLA. It didn't happen. Now, his team was flatter than a pancake. Uh-huh. But uh, <laughs> the one thing you can see, they got a new sheriff in town, Hoss, and he means business. <laughs> yeah, He has laid it on the line to him. Real quickly,
3: Brian Kelly is no nonsense. He can be abrasive. He's going to get straight to the point. He's had a lot of success. He's going to have much better players at LSU. I mean, the bottom. When you and I were growing up, Notre Dame was still considered a a power, but haven't won he haven't won at all since 1988 with Lou Holtz. Paradigm shift in the world. Sun Belt in the world of college football. Sun Belt. All that. You know, it will be. I think it'll be fun to see what he can do. Not this year, like you're talking about, but in the next couple years with much better athletes at LSU, Mike.
2: Yeah, and um, I do think he he understands pressure uh, better than any other coach that could have walked in here. Uh, you coach at Notre Dame, you don't think you got pressure on you? And I mean immense, uh, because alumni, uh, fan base, it's just not to win nine games. They want a national championship. hes He comes in here understanding the pressures of the SEC as well as anybody could, because there is no other job in college football like Notre Dame. None. None like it. Uh, I, I guess maybe fans expecting a little bit more than maybe what you've got. Yeah. And, uh, you know, hey, listen, again, okay, 10 wins. 10 wins, I mean, for us, that's nothing, so to speak. You look at that history of Notre Dame, you know, they all they want to talk about is winning a national championship. They're not worried about anything else. He's twice been to the Final Four, you know. So... Again, he gets it. He he understands it. Now, personality-wise, and we had him on last Tuesday. I thought he was very good with uh, Bobby and I, and uh, he was direct in answering the questions. Uh, he really seemed excited about the fact that he's going to most likely start a freshman left tackle. Oof. And he, and he said that, Will Campbell, I have to give the okay for that to happen. I'm the head coach. And he said I, I, he was terrific in the spring. Man, it's been a long time uh, since uh, a freshman. Now, Sadiq Charles started, but he played some tackle and guard at LSU as a freshman. But, man, uh, that's a rarity uh, when you're talking about starting a left tackle. As a true freshman, and I thought I thought in the spring that well, what I watched practice-wise, I thought he was impressive. And so he talked about the kicking game that he felt as though the young kicker, the freshman kicker, Nathan Dilbridge, who he's bringing in from Michigan, and that was a guy, Greg McMahon, uh, highly, highly recommended to Ed Ogeron, that we got to get him. And, uh man. Uh, Coach Kelly raved about him, and he talked about that he felt his offensive line would be better than most people who are writing and talking about it would be. He he got to the point real quick about it. And so that's been his wheelhouse spot. I think that and tight end, which I think he has some concerns about. They don't have your, a regular tight end like he's had at Notre Dame. In the last eight years, he has had four tight ends drafted and two go into the NFL as undrafted free agents. So he's had six in eight years. Offensive line-wise, he's had seven draft choices and four first-round picks at Notre Dame. That's strong. That So that's his wheelhouse. And you could tell just by his conversations that he felt that that unit offensive line which has really not been a good unit the last two years would look a lot different in in 2022 and he was confident about it because you know you get some coaches you know it's a little shaky about how they put it out there he was very confident that his offensive line would be much better and uh, the the one guy he raved about was mason smith and he knew that Mason basically lives about 15 minutes from my home here on the bayou. Uh, He's the best big man athlete I've ever seen on the bayou. Not the best big man football player, but the best big man athlete I've ever seen on the bayou. He was a freshman All-American last year A defensive. He played at end and tackle, but I think he's much better off as a defensive tackle. And he raved about Mason. Uh, He was the one guy he really sort of touched upon.
1: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void are prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
0: We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, We're the 25th top paying career. Make an impact as a fact seeker and a truth teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you.
3: Nine and three. Um, For our listeners, LSU, you want to get LSU early. Um, I think Mike would agree with that. Mississippi State plays LSU third week of the season. If you're going to have any shot down in Baton Rouge, it's better to get them early because I just think Brian Kelly, they'll get better over later in September, but definitely into October and November, you would think. So Mississippi State plays LSU in the third week of September, and Ole Miss pulls them in late October. Both games are in Baton Rouge. Um,
2: you know. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is, is the uncertainty at corner uh, because um, they brought in some veteran corners. A uh, young man from Ohio State who actually started 13 games at Ohio State. But he's he's battled a knee injury the last year and a half. Um, Oklahoma State corner who's got Louisiana ties. Uh, he was, he's coming off of a uh, broken foot. And so they've got some talent because basically LSU's cornerback group was wiped out. Uh, You look at Elias Ricks goes to Alabama. McLaughlin goes to Arkansas. Um, Stingley and Flott go to the NFL. They lost four. Uh, Like, poof. And so that's going to be a spot to watch because it has been really a strength throughout the years for LSU at that corner position. And they've played people early. Um, because they, they're so talented. This year is a little bit different because there is some injuries involved and a lot of grad transfers. So there, he seemed to say, you know, hey, we'll we'll see how that's out. We've got some guys with experience, and we're hoping they can come in here if they're healthy. And that he he was not as committed on that as he was, say, offensive-defensive line. There, he sort of went to the hilt about that he thinks that they'll be real strong there. And and listen, I really believe this. When you look at other than the quarterback position, the pieces you have to have in place to have a really good football team is up front, offensive-defensive line. It's old school, but it does work. And when you look back, what has been the undoing at Miami or Florida, Florida State, Southern Cal, Texas? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, they haven't maybe had that great quarterback, but they're not as good up front, offensive, defensive line, lines, I should say, as when they were in their heyday that's where it was maybe underrated but man they could put, they had some talent big time talent offensive defensive line wise and kelly is sort of telling you i've got bits and pieces of, of good bits and pieces of that here today and that's what stuck out to me more than anything that he he's noncommittal on the quarterback situation which tells me I think he won. He doesn't want to lose anyone, um, so to speak, transfer-wise. Right. But secondly, um, is that they're going to have maybe some packages built in. If if it's Miles, some packages built in for Jaden Daniels to almost have a Taysom Hill-type role on that team.
3: Okay. So basically, Brian, I want our listeners to think about what Mike's telling us they're still in somewhat of a reload mode. And yet Brian Kelly's talking about how he feels like he's got some really good players. In other words, that's how talented LSU is, even with some attrition and, you know, transition compared to Notre Dame. I just want y'all to stack Mo, that up.
2: Mo, just think of this. They had 10 players drafted into the NFL off of that team a year ago. 10. Think of that, you know, so, so the question mark for me always was not, do they have the talent? It was one, I think you were still having some overhang from the 2019 season. I think you were still sort of living in that world. You never got out of it. And you lost that eye of the tiger. You weren't the the hunting team anymore. You were getting hunted down. And you lost a bit of that, that desire. Because you thought it was going to be easy. Man, listen, we did it in 2019. We'll do it again. He found out the hard way. That wasn't the case. It was never a matter of of talent. Not when you got 10 players picked off of a team that had a losing record a year ago. Mm. Come on, you know, that... That's unusual to have that much talent get picked off of a team that uh, basically you could say less than a 500, but basically was a 500 football team in that spot. It just, you know, you could see that everything wasn't connected from coaching to players to motivation to understanding what it took. And that 2019 team had went through a lot of adversity. Because they had went through, you know, that kind of switch in, in coaches from Miles to Coach O. Uh, they had had some disappointing losses. But, man, you know, Joe Burrow solved a lot of problems for him. He really did. He solved a lot of them. And he refused uh, to let any of them sit on their laurels. And they, I, I thought they didn't have that type of guy or didn't have those type of guys on that team. That could basically sort of take over. That's the thing I think Kelly is looking for, uh, to find those leaders, those guys that, come on, when you're down, you know, you're not letting this team lose. I think that's the type of people he's looking around for. And, uh, you know, sometimes uh, leaders are born, sometimes leaders are made because of adversity. True. And I think he's looking for that those people that had been through that adversity the last couple of years that can be the leader here at LSU or leaders here at LSU. And it may be the young kids. It may be the younger ones.
1: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? ha! in my dentist's office. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. Website for details.
3: What? Let's switch gears. Uh, Mike Natelier, WWL Radio TV New Orleans, uh, brought to you by the Charbroiled Oysters at Drago's here in Jackson. Um, Drew Brees. Floating, you know, <laughs> hey, I don't know what I... Do you think he 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 did the broadcasting thing and, look, Romo was so good and then there's some other things happening. Uh, it sounds like he doesn't really like the studio work. He likes to do the color analyst piece. He got fair or unfair. He got, you know, smashed or smoked on social media for the one NFL playoff game. Uh do you think he still wants to do it, or do you think he considers coaching? Where do you think Drew goes from here, Mike?
2: No, I think he he stays on television. Okay, um, we had him on about a month ago, and and he he talked about going through the learning process of understanding it. And listen, it's not, it, it's difficult, you know. Uh, you know, I've heard people. Oh man, I could do that. Oh really? Oh really? Uh, you could do it, but could you do it good? <laughs> okay. And it doesn't matter how much they pay in you. It's a matter of being able to translate what you see to the viewer. And it's somewhat similar to doing radio full time. You might be able to do it one day or two days, do it the marathon and make it entertaining and make it sort of educational. And so for Drew, I thought he had difficulties in translating what he was seeing to the average viewer. And he was, he wasn't going to be critical of any player or coach. And that's the hardest thing. Yeah. Uh, you, you can talk to any former player, now, not the dude that I work with, but he don't do much TV. Uh, but, uh, he, he, he don't bite his tongue about being critical about players and coaches. But um, you know, if you would talk to dudes, uh McAllister, who's now doing it for the SEC network, has done it with the Saints, uh, when Hokie was doing it for the Saints, he said Mike it was it's the most the hardest thing for me. I, I'm not I don't wanna be critical of that guy, but I know I, I've got to at times. Drew wasn't. And I think to the translation of the game was more difficult than he probably thought it would be. For Romo, I was shocked just how good he was at being able to do that. He could translate the game very, very quickly. Yes. And he didn't bite his tongue to be critical. You know, he he said it. If a coach made a mistake or a player made a mistake, he was going to say it. That's unusual for a former coach or player to do. That's what made Madden who he was, too. John could do it, you know, and it was just something that John had it instinctively. He could see the game, translate it, but also if something went wrong, he could be critical. Aitman
3: does the same thing. Aitman's Aitman's not
2: scared to be critical. He's really good. I I thought watching Bruce Arians the couple years he was out, it was like watching uh, somebody have their teeth removed. Bruce, because I know Bruce really well. Bruce got a salty tongue about everything and and it was almost like he was biting his tongue not to say something critical but they wanted him to do that but he had difficulties uh he had some real difficulties in being critical at times and two I think what NBC has done for that studio job they've way too many people talking no doubt All of them do. I think they overloaded it, and it doesn't bring out the best in a Tony Dungy and in Drew in studio because there are way too many voices being heard. I don't know who came up with this idea of all these voices. Well, and Mike, it
3: worked with Tony Dungy doesn't like to be critical. He's really not that good. Rodney, it worked with Rodney Harrison because Rodney Harrison didn't give a damn. He was, and that's why I loved him. He was going to say, you know, this player's not playing well. He was in the wrong position. This unit's not well coached. And I just think when you put Dungy and Drew in there who are kind of passive in that space, it's a recipe for disaster, Mike D.
2: Yeah, and I think also, too, uh, it doesn't give you the time to give a really good explanation True. on something. True. They cut you, bang. You, you got you got to go with it. And it's short and it's sweet. That's why I think Brady will be very good at it. He's the best pre-snap quarterback read guy that this game has ever seen. He'll call the play before the play happens, and I think he won't be – I think he won't have an issue being critical. Good. Because he don't care either.
3: Good. Mike D is always the best. Mike Dettelier, at Mike DeTilier on Twitter. Thanks, Mike D. Appreciate
2: it. Thank you both.
3: WWL Radio TV New Orleans. He joined us on the Corona Premier Guest Line. The show is brought to you by Sound and Communications. SoundcomAV.com. They are, without a doubt, Providing the leading-edge audio and visual for businesses, churches, and sports facilities throughout the Southeast. Soundcomab.com.
0: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
3: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
3: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs>